You're listening to the Salty Sex Cast with Pamela and Mariah. Yeah, and what's puberty? The sex education you wish you had in high school. Maybe a diagram will help. Hello. Hello, Mariah. How's it going? It's it's good. good. Things are good. Good. Um, so we are recording a episode. I'm not even going to try to number it right now because uh, <laughs> we had a little oopsies and <laughs> we might be a little bit out of order with our polyamory episode. Yes, we recorded it and it was fantastic and two of my partners were on it mm-hmm. and we are so grateful to them for being on our show, but it is currently we don't know where and we're not sure if we can recover it. It's it's lost in digital space <laughs> um, and so we're trying to recover it. Um, Brady's in the doghouse. He's got strike one on his record Sorry. right now. No. <laughs> We just have to laugh because I'm sure we've, I would have lost more than just one episode. Like, I'm just shocked. I still was able to hook everything up the correct way with Andy when (laughs) your flight was delayed and we missed you. Yeah. So. Yeah. We all do human things, so. Airports are miserable around the holidays, just so you know. Oh, God. I'm sure. Yeah. Well, and, you know, yeah. Let's talk about being human. Okay. <laughs> oh, just everything. I think um, that's really what I love about our podcast is we're just we're really human. We show a lot of vulnerability here. Yeah. And we get to ask and talk about a lot of vulnerability. And I'm losing <clears throat> my voice a little bit. <laughs> we oh. ask the hard questions. Tell yeah. Mariah. It's fine. <laughs> ask the hard questions. And so today we're going to talk about communication interrelationship communication because this was actually um, a request that we got in an email um, to, to talk about this and we just loved the idea. So we're going to pull up the email for you and read a little bit of it. In our uh, mailbag, someone <laughs> slid into our DMs. Is that what we're saying? <laughs> I think that's what we're saying. <laughs> um, uh, my lovely friend Bree just talks about how um, how much the podcast has really helped her relationship. So it's talked about, number one, your podcast has increased our sex life as well as our sexual expression tenfold. We feel more open and able to talk to each other about sex as well as feel more comfortable about our bodies. You have alleviated feelings of weirdness and we feel more comfortable with ourselves and sharing our weird things with each other. This is especially true for Bryce growing up LDS. She has had all those same feelings of shame and wrongness. It is, it is nice to hear that she is not alone. So, um, that was just something that like some feedback we got through our email, but then Bree goes on to say, and please talk about communicating during sex. So on how to make it less awkward. (laughs) Definitely. We will bring that up. Um, I have such a hard time being like, being like no one like this or who would feel better if you do this in the moment it feels like a hard break check so I don't know how to get past this mm-hmm. so yeah like how do you just bring up you know like fantasies dislikes um, you know even just like yes more of that besides being like aggressive or yeah so or I- be aggressive and not too quiet about it yeah I I think that you have to have this conversation 
um, at a time when you're not being sexual with your partner. Mm-hmm. Like you need to start um, by, just by admitting, hey, I have something really uncomfortable I want to talk to you about. Yeah. And it's something that makes me really uncomfortable during sex. And, um, and I don't know how to broach the subject, so I'm just going to go for it. You know, and then and then tell them, frankly, like there are so many things I want to tell you during sex, but I'm afraid. Mm-hmm. And I'm wondering if we can like, you know, talk about some of our likes and dislikes or whatever it is yeah. um, right now. And then maybe it'll m- make me more comfortable during. And then part two, I think, is um, asking your partner to ask. Yes. what you want during sex so you know just tell them like could you could you please just ask me do you like it like this do you like it like this um because it takes Giving the pressure the off opportunity yeah, yeah and then, holding that space for you to jump in exactly because then you're not feeling like critical which is i think what a lot of people yeah. are afraid to speak up because they feel like they're criticizing their partner mm-hmm. or, or that their partner might be sensitive about oh they think i'm doing it wrong and that's going to be a big turn off mm-hmm well, yeah, I think it's, it's a it's a two-way process. You want to allow someone to give you feedback. Do you like that or do not, you know? So, But then also, where when do you get to jump in and say what you like or not? Mm-hmm. Um, but I really think the, the quickest way to easier communication is opening the communication up for them first. Oh, yeah. Because then you're opening it because then you're allowing... And you're saying, hey, I'm okay with this feedback. I'm okay with feeling awkward. Yeah. So you and ask yeah. them first during sex. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, what do you like? Am I doing this yeah, right? Yeah, exactly. But that might be intimidating for people too. Oh, it just is. Just to say anything at all. Mm-hmm. So. But I, th- I think that's definitely like one of the first ways you can start with that yeah. communication. And it doesn't even have to be in bed. Um, you can make it a game too. Especially like when, you know, two uh, uh, partners are at uh, work or whatever and you want to like text each other during the day mm. and be like hey I really liked this you know what's something you really like or what's yeah. a fantasy you like my husband and I do that all the time we we like to play like kind of the questions game and it's fun because we've done this since we've dated Oh, and our answers sometimes change like just because we <laughs> thought we knew it mm-hmm. doesn't mean like I don't know if I'm ever going to say I'm going to be open to some things like but butt stuff, <laughs> Mariah? <laughs> <laughs> I feel like this is just a theme. That Okay, we've already talked about this. <laughs> Butts are great. Buttholes are not. <laughs> differentiate. Leave it on the plate. Let's go. Okay. So, um, yeah. But I'm, but I'm also not saying I'm never closed off to the conversation. Sure. And so it's like, okay, why don't I like that? And sometimes even it takes... It's good for me to self-reflect on and revisit certain things as well. Because maybe I am slowly leaning towards something. Um, In your butt. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry. That'll be the last butt joke I make today, I promise. Oh, I was actually kind of waiting it, waiting for it with the sex toys. So I'm sure it's going to come up in the future. It's never going to be the last no. one. That's fine. No, I just said today. I wasn't making any promises about future episodes. That's fine. But um, it, I really think, you know, that could be a fun way to still have new conversations with a spouse or, or a partner. Yeah. Even after years and years of thinking you know that person. Right. So. Um, I think that having like 
some kind of structured way to talk about these things during sex might be easier to than it being spontaneous for people. So like the game is a great idea, uh-huh. you know, when like leading up to sex, but um, I don't know. Is there some way that people could, could decide like, okay, we're gonna, we're gonna do this. <laughs> you know, we're gonna maybe take turns. I'm gonna try something. You're gonna mm-hmm. give me feedback. And then we'll, we'll switch or something. Well, um, we had a friend, a mutual friend, talk about this uh, thing that they do when they are, like, pleasuring their partner orally. Mm-hmm. And they have the partner tell them a story. And when the partner stops telling the story, the oral stops. So the more you tell, the more you get. So that would kind of be a fun way, too, to kind of be like, so what? tell me about a fantasy of yours mm-hmm. as I'm... Who's telling the story? The the one the person being pleasured. Receiving. Yeah. Oh, that wouldn't work. <laughs> right? That's that would not work for all fucking people. hard yeah. what that would be. Are I you, would... Are you, are you, are you... <laughs> yeah, right? Or, or it but could it, even be a, a game like, like a your partner's serum. not... <laughs> <laughs> like, you can't lie. You can't... Or not... I don't want to even want to say lie, but it like... That would be so authentic of whatever's coming out of your mouth because you're oh, like, that's so true. You wouldn't have the mental capacity to try to, to fake anything. Uh, yeah, or like um, it's the only time I talk to God <laughs> when you're getting <laughs> dick sucked. Yeah. Oh, that's fun. That's when I talk to God when I'm coming. Yeah. I'm oh like, God. Oh fuck. Oh God. <laughs> um. Yeah. So you know, another idea is you could. Um, totally direct your partner in every aspect of what you want them to do. Mm. So maybe your partner doesn't make a single move mm-hmm. during this one lovemaking sesh. Yeah. Um, unless you say what to do. And so just like being comfortable says, with exactly sexy Simon like being says. comfortable with having that kind of control. Yeah. Um, and, and taking turns, I think would help. That would be really yeah. fun. I don't think I've ever done that. That'd be, oh. That would be fun. Yeah. I almost said cute. <laughs> That'd be cute. That'd be it would cute. be cute. That's a it cute would be game. Cute. Yeah, it was cute. Yeah, <laughs> yeah so, so there's a lot of ways. And, but, you know, we're kind of bringing up games because that's a safe way to kind of, without coming at, like, aggressively or, or sounding, like, whiny or ungrateful or anything, you know, it's kind of, kind of a little bit of a safety net to have it, like, masked as a game. Yeah. You know? Um, so one of my friends wanted her partner to, like try more positions and so she bought a card a sex card game mm-hmm. and they play that frequently now and so they have to like pull up the cards and do the positions and you yes. know I still don't know that her partner's doing those positions when they're not playing the card game but mm-hmm. sometimes you do have to take things into your own hands yeah and so if I want this then I need to figure out how to make it happen that works for both of us yeah there's also the, you know, the good way uh, to, to the sandwich method. So anytime oh, you're trying yeah. to give someone negative feedback, you always say, like, here, I'm going to start with a positive comment. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, you are so good at this. I love when you do this. Mm-hmm. Like, that feels really good. And then be like, oh, you know, like, maybe maybe not so hard on this or something. But then end it with another positive thing. Mm-hmm. And you're amazing at that. You know, because that's something um, you never want to be like, you're great at this, but yeah, you want to make a compliment sandwich. Compliment sandwich. <laughs> it's it's just a good feedback tool for any way, any um, area of your life, um, mm-hmm. no matter who you're giving feedback to and when and what the situation is. Um, but also positive feedback 
works so much better than any type of negative attention, you know, like, yes, I love this. And then that's when you're most verbal. Yeah. That's going to click really fast that that's what um, is working. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm trying to think of the worst thing is when um, my husband, you know, we're we're in the moments of passion and he's just like, talk to me. And I'm all, uh, <laughs> like, what do you I want me to say? And so sometimes I'm actually thinking of what I'm going to say when he says that. <laughs> I'm just like, oh yes, like yeah, what I, am I supposed to say? I mean, I, I love, love that. Hard I love dick. to talk during sex, but then I hate being put on the spot. I know. And I think that's how everybody like no one likes being put on the spot. Yeah. So it's always like like I I won't say that I hate it, but it's always like. Um, like I'm not ignoring you when you request that, but I don't know, I don't know what, what to, to say. I was so much in the moment that my brain is completely void of coherent verbal things to <laughs> say. And that's why I couldn't tell a story. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It would be really <laughs> difficult. It would be. It, I. I would. I would. Like, <laughs> that's what it would be like for me. But I would like to try. It. Yeah. I'd do a lot of um. Uh, um. And then um, <laughs> I could just see it now, <laughs> like trying to keep. I couldn't. <laughs> I words. couldn't do it. <sighs> so it's it's funny that you say that because I was kind of thinking about how it's a little bit like I I was like no nah, I got great communication skills this is no big deal we have like hand signals for certain things and uh, the other night when me and Jamie were having sex I like punched her in the brain you know and she was like oh. And then she said something that was really sweet was, well, you're just too big. And uh, I wanted to Punched say to her, her in the brain. I'm sorry. I can't get over that. What? <laughs> you know, like went his, too deep. His dick went too deep. Oh, okay. yeah. And she was like, Oof. and I felt yeah. it and I knew I was like, oh, sorry. Bottom down. Yeah. All right. <laughs> I don't know. I don't remember when I started calling that punch in the brain, but I like it. You know, bottom yeah, of the brain. Okay. Yes, I get it. Okay. Anyways, I wanted to say to her, but just keep saying that. <laughs> That would be perfect. We'll be done in a couple of seconds. You just, <laughs> just keep saying ooh. that. Yeah. Not ooh, but oh. not you're just will, too big. Not will be done. Yeah. I'll be done in a couple seconds. Yeah, I'll be done. Then I'll take care of you. Well, I, we do that right, first. Brady? Oh, good, good man. We There's that a couple, that is a couple sayings that really are like the ticket for us, too, that I've noticed. Not for us. Oh. That's what our hand signals are for. Oh. Yeah. So, wait. We're going to come back to you, Mariah, because I want to know more fine. about the hand signals. Yeah, yeah. So, and it took it took a lot of practice and building, but um, Jamie doesn't come from penetration, right? So it's all clitoral stimulation. Like 70% of yeah. all women. And very specific clit- clitoral stimulation. Mm-hmm. And so apparently I'm good at it with my mouth. And so when we do that, what she'll do is, um, or what what was happening originally was she would say, um, or she wouldn't say anything, but she would. She would when she'd come, she gets super sensitive and can't handle anymore. Yeah. So she would she would push my head off. Oh. Because I was always under the impression that you eat pussy till your head's pushed off. Ah. Like that's the rule. Yeah. Like a bulldog going after a bull of oatmeal, <laughs> right? <laughs> oatmeal. Oh, no, yeah. I've never seen that before. Well, you start like a kitten bulldog. trying to. Yeah, you start like a kitten trying to catch a butterfly, and you finish like a bulldog eating oatmeal. <laughs> Oh and my God, I love, <laughs> I love that. Beautiful pictures. 
anyway, so uh, she would just push my head off. And, you know, and I always ask follow-up questions like, hey, what could I have done better? What would have made that, you know, like, how do I take it from a 9 to a 10? Mm-hmm. And uh, she had just said at one point, um, you need to go a little longer. And I was like, well, yeah, but you're pushing my head off. Yeah, you got to go slow and softer right after. Right. Yeah. So now the hand signal is she puts her hand on my head. Uh-huh. And that's when I go to slow and soft mode. We do the same thing. And then when it's finished up, I yeah. get the shove. Oh, what happened? <laughs> it's finished up. Um, yeah, I or, love or um, so. It, I thought I was unique in that fancy hand system. No, I don't even have to have I, my um, eyes open. The tighter my nails grip. <laughs> oh. That means do not fucking stop what you are doing. Oh. Like, I'm, it's almost like a cat just like clawed in. Just like, just keep going. Don't change rhythm. Don't change hardness. Like, just keep so going. It's, it's not so much hand signals as, like, body language. Touch. Yeah, I mean, she's yeah. not flagging me in, like, an airplane or That's anything. That's why I was yeah. like, my yeah. eyes are closed. I don't want to say all the time, but, I mean, in and out. And especially if I am um, being serviced, usually my eyes are closed. Because, mm-hmm. you know, I'm trying to, like, really feel the moment and shut down all of the other senses. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yes, the, the hand signals... Um, sometimes pushing head in deeper, like just a little bit harder, too soft. Like I want some more of that pressure. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so we I do the the head touching, or maybe just just adjust to the left or the right or whatever. And I've I've told Jamie to just get a handful of my hair and steer. Do you have hair. Yeah, that's <laughs> my true. Husband does not. <laughs> that's true. But yeah, ah, I think I do. You do any type of Pamela any hand grip leg jiggle god i don't i mean that isn't verbal that someone could pick up on verbal. like yes yes more or yeah i mean off. i guess sometimes i do like a a death grip with my legs yeah if it's <laughs> just right but one of the hottest things in the world just so you know never <laughs> feel bad about that death grip with your legs spider monkey yeah. uh-huh yeah i have some pretty strong fucking thighs too yeah so it's funny Big that you say that because I was lives. I was just thinking that you, <laughs> you could use your heels, you know, if you put dig them up in. on their back. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I, I'll and dig I have. Into his, yeah, it's mm-hmm. like, but I love the motions I'm doing right now. Yeah. I'm like no one can see <laughs> no this. I'm can. done. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Cool. If you have something that you would like your partner to know, or you want to bring up, you know, oh, I have this new idea, or I've been really thinking about this. Especially if you've been with this partner for a long time and you have like this new idea. I mean, I'll just throw out, I want a, an open sexual relationship mm. or um, I want to um, uh, experiment with X, Y, or Z, you know, how do you bring that up to somebody? Are guys weird in that? I feel like in the opening salvos of the relationship, you know everything a guy's into. I don't like, know that that's necessarily Not a hundred percent of the truth. Not a, not a hundred percent of the time, but I feel like most of the interactions that I've read or heard of in reading about things or whatever is guys are guys are kind of blunt. You know, you can, you could be talking to a guy for forty five minutes. He'll send you a dick pic and tell you he wants you to piss on him. I mean, that's one type of guy. Right, okay. or not they'll be quiet forever, yeah, and then finally, when you've hit that level of trust, then they'll open um, up for after you. years. Some people it can be years, then you finally get the 
oh, so you were actually not telling me the full truth of what you do like or don't like or whatever. Yeah. Fear of rejection or fear of judgment, judgment, anything like that. Some people it could have taken that long to yeah. build that trust or or even just like, let's say I'm like, oh, I'm so anti butt stuff. Like, don't touch my butt, blah, blah, blah. Mm -hmm. But what if that was like his favorite thing? And he never felt like he could bring that up because I was so aggressively against it. Yeah. Um, you know, and so that would kind of put that uh, wall up just for that, you know, thing. It doesn't mean that not every other part of your relationship can be healthy. Yeah. But what happens when you do actually want to bring it up? Yeah. How do you bring it up? Mm, that's a tough one. Yeah. And I really do believe it's... Um, how healthy is your relationship currently? Mm -hmm. um, how open? How how much have you practiced open communication? Um, I think that's the key right yeah. there. Do you do you allow yourselves the time and space to have conversations without judgment? Maybe having a a date night that's specifically set for mm -hmm. hard conversations. Yeah. So one thing that my poly family and I do is we every week. Before I come over here, actually, <laughs> every Sunday, we um, we all sit down and have like a planning meeting for the week, mm -hmm. and we talk about shit that needs to be discussed. You Aired know, out. and yep, it's it's scheduled Pull it time. Out on the table. Mm -hmm. It's good. And then the other thing, which I highly recommend for anyone, mm -hmm. everyone in the world should have a therapist. Everyone, without exception, because it's. Um, you know, it's not, for, <laughs> therapy is not for just for the mentally ill. It's not to bring in once you're already having a problem. Right. It's, it is. Yeah. It's a good thing to keep you healthy. It keeps you healthy. And exactly. gets you healthier. Right. Yeah. It's the difference between like Chinese medicine where you're only paying the physician when you're healthy <laughs> and you stop paying them when you're sick, you know, um, versus the way we do it so yeah you should you should be in therapy always so that you're prepared because we always have room to grow and so anyway point is um see a couple's therapist not because your relationship is failing mm -hmm. but because you are excited about improving it you're yeah. excited about opening up communication well there's even like you know i, I want to I don't want to say a lower level, but um, maybe not as an intimidating as like a therapist, but like a coach. Yeah. You know, someone who's not as they're not going to um, f diagnose you with anything. Sure. And especially you know, here in Utah, to, like just there's try a stigma. To continue growth is really what a co coach, I would say, is the difference between therapy and coaching. Yeah. Is it's, you know, let's just continue the positivity. Um, if you can't get over something that has happened, you know, infidelity or lying or anything like that. I mean, anything that's caused a huge chasm in your relationship, I think coaching can be totally fine. Um, therapy is kind of when something has major has happened, even if it's loss, even if it's um, big job changes or something like that. Yeah, I think that's just, when just uh, a major life change can, can um, they just have the stronger tools. I'll mm -hmm. say strong strength. Sure. Sure. And then it also <laughs> depends on your budget. Like I can, oh, yeah. I can go and see my therapist for $20 a session because my insurance covers it mm -hmm. and I just have to pay my copay, yeah. you know, versus a life coach can be more. So mm -hmm. it's just finding the right person. And Hey, maybe it's just a mutual friend that you guys have that you feel comfortable. Some type of mediator. Opening up to. Yeah. yeah. 
anybody but the, but the point is to put a plan in place so mm-hmm. that you know you have you have set aside that time to talk yeah yeah and just and careful if you do bring in any type of friend I'll say that because you don't want anyone to feel like oh they've chirped sides or they've picked sides yeah. or whatever and that person really isn't have trained have, yes because yeah. they can <laughs> do more harm than good it's really just kind of having um someone that can look at it objectively without feeling you know and that's where a therapist or a coach has kind of been trained to uh um, just ask for clarifying questions and not ask for their own curiosity to things like that but if you feel like you have a friend that you both equally trust I think that can also be really a great option as well. Yeah. Just kind of considering those few things. But, um, yeah, there's a lot of hard things. And, again, where are you at currently? How hard is this thing you need to bring up? Um, what what um, coping tools have you put in place in your relationship if things get escalated? Yeah. You know? If, are you guys yellers? Are you um, avoiders? Is one a yeller and one's a vo- an avoider? Mm. And you kind of need to address some of these things before you address some of um, just just normal communication things. Yeah. Um, because I'm in a polyamorous relationship, I get asked all the time, so how did you first open up your relationship? Mm-hmm. You know, like, how did you begin that conversation? Yeah. Um. But I think I did it really poorly <laughs> is the answer. <laughs> like, like I should have just directly addressed this is what I want and oh, okay. this is why I want it. Yeah. Um, but I think I did a lot of beating around the bush. And I think it's always, always better to just be completely honest if you know what it is you want. And that's the other thing is sometimes you don't know, but you can feel something's off. Yeah. Like I'm not quite whole. I don't even want to say that word. But there's just something that I would like to address. Will you be come on this adventure with me? Yeah. And you know, and that's sometimes we've had to have those conversations together. You know, mm-hmm. like, are we in this together or are you just dragging me along? Mm-hmm. Because I, I, I it it will just get unhealthier from there if someone's getting dragged along. Yeah. Brady, you wanted to say something. <clears throat> yeah. Um. I was just kind of thinking about uh, as you guys were talking about that and then I'm kind of delve into it more uh, about how you opened up with that. Um, something that I find myself guilty of in my current relationship is reacting as if I'm in an old relationship mm. where I was in sort of like a mentally con- um, like a mentally abusive relationship. I was emotionally abused and some- somewhat neglected by my previous wife and that's why that relationship ended up ending in my mind. I don't know how she feels about it anymore. But um, sometimes when my current wife uh, will say or do certain things, it's almost like PTSD. And I will respond to her as if she's that angry, aggressive person that I was with before. Mm -hmm. And not this sweet person who's kind of difficult to read sometimes. Yeah. Oh, you know. (laughs) That's her biggest fault. She's just difficult to read. She's difficult to read. But she's not malicious in any way, shape, or form. No. Yeah, you just just no reaction to her. What's really incredibly difficult for me is that, um, and I don't know whether you'll ever get to hear the the polyamory episode that we already recorded, but um, we talked about, so I have have two partners, right? I have Bert and Henry, and, um, and then they both have, they share another partner besides me, and we'll call her honor 
And for the longest time, um, Honor started dating Bert first, and I did not really like her after a while. I thought that she was not a nice person. I thought she was selfish and she was using Bert. Mm. And <clears throat> I think she just had, you know, a lot of hangups and a lot of baggage from previous relationships. And she was learning how to be a partner herself. Yeah. Um, and since I wasn't on the receiving end of any of the good stuff with her, I just had a really bad attitude towards her. And she's the kind of person that can just change on a dime. Like she will go from not wanting something to, okay, now I'm totally cool with this the next day. And it seems that way to us, but you know, I'm sure there's like an inner process that we're not privy to. Um, but she, she went from not wanting to have anything to do with a polyamorous relationship and, you know, dating Bert and kind of pretending like I didn't exist as much as she could because she really did care for him. to all of a sudden being, um, all in with polyamory and wanting to explore this dynamic and then eventually she and Henry started dating. So, sorry, it's a long story, but the point is <laughs> that, that I forget that she's not that old person anymore. Mm. And I still have those same, you know, like she'll, she'll communicate in a way that, that feels kind of aggressive sometimes or whatever. And I will, not react well at all. I just shut down because I'm like, I don't even want you in my life right now. Mm-hmm. You know, um, 95% of the time she's lovely and wonderful and I now love her. Like I can see the person she's become and she's let me in to see more of who she already was. And I really love her, but that doesn't mean that the communication is always good because we have that history. Mm-hmm. It's really well, fucking you brought hard. up a really good point of, She's had that inner fight. Mm-hmm. She's made that change inside with all of her, whatever she's exposed to, whatever's going on, that um, thought process has changed. So it looks like on the outside that someone's wishy-washy or when a partner comes to the other partner or spouse or whoever and blindsides them with some information. Yeah. Hey, I'm into this type of lifestyle or this is a fantasy I've had for a long time but a lot of times it's it really does come off as blindsiding because it builds and builds and builds until they're like i can't hide this from this person anymore i really finally pluck up the courage yeah and so let's say your spouse or your you know long-term partner years let's talk about has just dropped a bomb on you of just like hey i i don't know help me think of an example i want a boyfriend yeah something like that or or <laughs> or i've always seen myself as this gender oh god that's a really you know hard that's one. a big bomb mm-hmm. or you know just things like that but that means that that person has struggled for a very long time with that that's not something someone decides overnight um yeah. i want to swing yeah usually not something someone thinks about overnight they don't no. just aren't exposed to it one time or heard a, a podcast about it one time. And then they're like, <laughs> yes, that's what I want. Sometimes they can connect with something like that. Like, oh, that's interesting. I've never thought of that. I wonder if that would kind of, I wonder where that would go if I explored that. Yeah. To be able to, to bring that up with um, a partner um, 
is really empowering to have that yeah. trust and that open communication, but you have to lay that track down. It's yeah. not going to be there automatically on any relationship, not even a parent child, you know, one that's been like long-term like that you've grown up with or something. You yeah. have to lay that track down. You have to continually work on it. Um, you know, repair it, any type of thing like that. Make sure those communications are open Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we can kind of talk about things that close communication channels. Yeah. Um, ever feeling like someone is not telling you the whole truth can start muddling that. Um, just not being honest is a huge one. I mean, honesty, as much as it could hurt in the beginning and awkward and uncomfortable as something could be is being honest. Um, I think the long-term hurt is worse if you're not. Yeah. I would honest. much rather someone be blunt with me mm-hmm. and perhaps hurt me a little bit versus keep something from me and hurt me a lot later. Oh my God. Right? Because yeah. I, I feel like there's so much respect in telling me exactly how you feel. You respect that I can handle it. You respect the level of our relationship. That I'm a big enough adult yeah. person that I can handle. I can cope with that. this, you know, um, and you're worth it to me. Yeah. All of that, you know, and that you feel comfortable confiding in me. Like, yeah, please just, just talk about it. Cause and nine t- times out of 10, it's going to be just fine. Yeah. Or maybe 10 times out of 10, depending on who it is. People can react poorly with honesty. Yeah. yeah. I'm not going to say that it always is kosher. Yeah. Um, you have maybe some defensive personalities who are always feeling attacked, that they have to defend themselves. Mm-hmm. So now you're coming at me, or my perception is you're coming at me and telling me this truth. I'm going to tell you why it's wrong. Yeah. Because I can't handle that, and I don't want to. And, you know, and that's kind of, that's also, you know, maybe some emotional immaturity in that as well. It's not very, in, uh, it doesn't show that intelligence level or that willingness to learn either. Um and those can just be immature personalities. You know, maybe someone's just young, hasn't lived life either. Or it also could be someone who's been very, very hurt, who yeah. has a lot of guards up. Yeah. Um, and so you really, it's a very gradual process. So I can't say, hey, jump into a relationship. As long as you're honest and open and all this, it's going to be wonderful. <laughs> <laughs> One way that I've, I've heard people bring up the whole open relationship thing. And sorry, I keep going back to that, but I just like... Had so experience. much experience yeah. with people talking to me truth. about this. You're good. Um, that some people have had success by just starting with simple questions. So let's say, you know, I want to start swinging, mm-hmm. but I'm not sure if my partner would be into it. Yeah. So start with, hey, what do you think about this? What Does that sound fun to you? Or, hey, would you like to watch this? movie together or show together or porn together about s- with swingers and if you and ever discuss. had a hall pass who would you use it on <laughs> yeah. it's the question game okay now it can't be a celebrity it has to be someone we know personally uh-huh that's a fun question yeah Ooh, what I if i could have been there for that <laughs> <laughs> what if i could make that really happen would you yeah. like to yeah. would you consider doing it you know um what uh my friends call me the the um, instigator. <laughs> I can't imagine I why. Like stir the pot. <laughs> I do. I, I like why. to arrange things. Like I don't like to plan 
group sex type things ahead of time because they never work out. They always fall through. I could see that. But why? In the, why? Yeah, why do they fall through? I don't know. It's oh. just a big cosmic mind fuck. I mean, I, that's why we've built the whole world. Bridges, <laughs> fast cars, nice houses. We're all assembled because we like sex. I totally agree. <laughs> but there's always somebody that like, I don't know, like all the women back out at the last minute. And then you the, overthink things. Insecurities they, just they freak out. Blow up. Yeah. And, I can see but, that. but like if it's happening in, you know, just the heat of the moment or whatever, I'm super good at being like, hey, would you like so-and-so to such-and-such you? Yeah. And <laughs> no one's ever said no to me. And I love that you ask, you know, because, again, consent is a thing. Mm-hmm. And consent within a trusted, long-term relationship is still a thing, oh, too. Yeah. And so let's talk about how that kind of comes into communication. Mm-hmm. Um not assuming that just because this person is a spouse or a partner or someone that you've been with a long time and you think that you're open, that they're going to be okay with anything you throw at them. True. You know, just allowing someone to say yes or no. Yeah. Just have a voice. Yeah. Everybody deserves that. Exactly. And um, just because it happened once does not mean it gets to happen all the time. Mm -hmm. Just because something does happen all the time does not mean they want it to continue to happen all the time. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm not saying before you do anything or even breathe that you have to ask permission. This isn't about permission. This is about safety Yeah. and just loving that person enough that you want them to feel safe and secure. Mm -hmm. And that's where a consent comes in. So there's my little um, soapbox. I'm just going (laughs) to hurry and get on it real fast. Scream about it for a second and I'm over it. Okay, cool. But uh, marital rape is a thing. So I just wanted to talk about that really quick. That is absolutely true. Something you said to me one day, I think about it every now and again. Like you're like, consent can be given and taken away at Mm -hmm. any time. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I don't know why that uh, rings in my head from time to time. And um, Usually when I'm thinking about doing the podcast. (laughs) (laughs) Well, and even, you know, like... Like there really could be, hey, I would like to try this with you. You know, maybe it's like bringing a sex toy in. You know, yeah. let's talk something about uh, something that's new or whatever. I really would like to try this with you. And your partner's a little hesitant. Mm-hmm. Is that a yes or is that a no? Yeah, you have to get a verbal eye contact yes in my in my mind for it to be a yes. Um, or we can look at it as, is it enthusiastic? Mm-hmm. If they are hesitant or uncomfortable. And you see it in their eyes. You know it. Yeah. Like you can't pretend that you did not, it wasn't enthusiastic. Um, so it doesn't have to be like a yes or a fuck yes. It can be like, mm-hmm, you know, <laughs> and like a smile or like a head nod. Yeah. I mean, but you know also your partner. sometimes because, you know, there's... There have been times when I've been in a group situation where someone in the group is like, this group thing is totally new to me and I'm scared as fuck, but I really want to do it. Yeah. You know, and okay. so, so it's kind of like that prior consent before the whole thing starts mm-hmm. where, you know, they're like, yeah, ask me every step of the way. I do want you to do that. And I'm like, well, I wouldn't do this without doing that. But, um, but you know, I, I might, I might look scared, but I still want to move. Like if yeah. I want to do it, I'm going to, then yeah. I'll move forward. If so. someone's shoving something up my butt, I'm going to look horrified. <laughs> Doesn't mean I didn't say yes and that I'm not still curious. Mm-hmm. Um, at the moment, it's still a, a, an absolute definite no, but I'm just saying. <laughs> Mariah just wants to be clear on that. Yeah. I am. I'm very clear. I um, feel like I've given the like, uh, yeah, I'll try it. Uh, yeah. 
yeah. Where where you're, we'll but it, it still shot. means yes. It's, it's still yes. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But if like you don't have to say yes, but you're still enthusiastic about it, that's also you know I would consider that a yes. You also know your partner, um, if it's a new relationship or it's a new partner or whatever. Um, that's where I kind of would back off a little bit and kind of wait for a, a little bit more of yeah. a verbal and a head nod and a um, not a completely incoherent drunk person. Oh, God, Because that's not consent either, mm-hmm. you know. And that's also just um, a recipe for um, other things that are just kind of scary. Where do you draw the line where people are inebriated and sex? Um... I mean, is there something that, that really catches you off guard? Because, um, I mean, usually when I'm, when me and my wife have swung and mm-hmm. met other people, usually there's some alcohol involved. Yeah. Sure. I mean, because it can kind of take the edge off or right. that uncertainty. Or I don't want to say uncertainty, uncomfortableness off. You know, like someone doesn't feel so displayed. Um, so I would totally agree. Like I, or I would say like that's been majority of our experiences. Sober sex is also super fun. Yeah. Um, so don't ever say like it always has to be that way. Um, just again, your comfort level. I would say if someone can't, um, if they need assistance, any type of assistance, if walking, um, talking, any (laughs) sitting, um, yeah. If they pissed themselves, if they've puked, it is a fuck no. So yeah. I, I have my own little gauge um, when I am no longer attracted to that person. <laughs> because they're so, because so they're so drunk. Yeah. Ew, yes. It's right? a huge like, turn off. It does, huge that does off. not do it for me at all. I like people to be fully in control of their wits. So yeah. 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 You're going to have to it's tell me if I'm me. ever unattractive drunk around you. I don't think you've even been drunk enough to. I was shocked you vomited that one night. Well, you can other... talk full sentences. You can walk just fine. I yeah. I, that's why I'm like I don't <laughs> think you've ever. And Brady, we've drank a lot together. Yeah. Have I ever been? Never mind. Don't answer that. <laughs> I don't think so. Okay, so I want you go to sleep so early. I do. I start. Yeah. I'm like, nah, no. You're I'm asleep dead. on the couch at nine. Like we're not sure if she fell <laughs> asleep because she's tired nine. or if she's passed out drunk. It's only when I'm day drinking. <laughs> when I pass out that early. Nine thirty at the latest. Oh, shut up. <laughs> All right, so I want to move the conversation from sex to just more like body issues and functions. How you, yeah, how do you bring that up? Right, because like it took there. more than 20 years for me to poop in front of my husband. <laughs> I'm close with that one. Um, I, for one, don't fucking make eye contact when I'm barren down. Like, Jesus Christ, we're not animals. Um, but... Oh God, I, I'm kind of one that's, I'm just, this is where my very masculine side comes out. I don't give a fuck. Like bodies do what bodies do. I burp, I fart like on the freaking like first date. Like I don't give a shit. It's really best to do that on the first date because you don't want to set up an unrealistic expectation. No, exactly. (laughs) I mean, I don't eat my boogers or something, but I do pick my nose. <laughs> do you do that? Was that a third date? No. I mean, not at all. Like, that's what I'm saying. But, like, really, honestly, like, I'm pretty, um, I think they're the worst things I was ever uncomfortable with is because I did meet my husband after I had my son. Yeah. And I hadn't had sex with anyone for a year. Um, and so no one had really seen my after baby body or given me any kind of feedback. 
Uh-huh. Um, and so I was very, very nervous that I was like, it's going to be the hot dog down the hallway, isn't it? Like, I was terrified. <laughs> yeah. We're all good, guys. Like, very, very elastic down there. We're good. But It's designed for that. It mm-hmm. is designed for that. Well, but still, like, you hear people make fun of it, and it really was a, a – um, and I told them that. And I, I want to like, redact that. It's not designed. It has evolved to be that way. <laughs> yes. So, like, that was just something that was really hard for me to actually – tell him that yeah. I was worried about but how was I supposed to know the answer until I asked yeah. you know like was I loose was I loosey goosey down there yeah. like what was that you know and, and it was it was really uncomfortable it was really hard yeah were you were you brave enough to ask that question beforehand like hey just so you know um, well he had known that it was that long um, but did he know about your insecurities no that wasn't until an after mm. thing and it was probably like a um, maybe a month or two after we were sexually active that I finally was like, I'm curious. Obviously, there's no obvious complaints, but I don't want that to be something that does, um, you know, especially if we're going to be fucking each other for the rest of our lives. Yeah. I want to know, like, how do I need to start, like, doing, doing your kegels? <laughs> do I need um, some type of, of vag rejuvenation you know like I know that that stuff happened so so I just didn't know and it was really really hard for me and I was such a young mom so I had no other peers I could ask yeah um and maybe that's why it was just you know like a little rubber band because I was such a young mom uh-huh. so it's like whoop, right back to normal uh-huh. but um if that it was were something. if it were the other way around and mm-hmm. you guys were dealing with the, an abnormally large member that was causing you discomfort how comfortable would you be Oh, that's usually instantaneous. I'm like, whoa, all right. Put that away. You're not yeah, going to need no, it here. Like, it's very painful if there's someone very, very large. Yeah, but I think that a better question would be if it was a man with a very small penis that wasn't bringing you pleasure because of his size, <laughs> right? Because no oh, one sorry, gets their left. feelings hurt by being told, oh, you that's are too way big. too big. It's true. Right? So yeah. it's really about how that. In fact, I'd ask you to, to repeat it. Partner. Yeah, <laughs> uh, that's right. Um, how, w- how would you address has, that if it were the other way? There uh, too small of a guys piece. that are too small that I'm like, are you even in? Yeah. Um, so that's terrible. That's a terrible to question. Say. That is yeah. terrible to yeah. say. And I would never, I would be like, um, how does it feel? You know, like I'm trying to ask this in a different way, but I'm never going to be yeah. like, are you in? Because I'm not feeling too much down there. Like, are you just like, um. And obviously the relationship did not last long. So I was like, nope, I can't. I can't. Yeah. I'm not okay with little yeah. micro pee over there. Right. I don't know. I don't know. That's hard. I've Yeah, I think I've been with just like one guy that was too small for me. There's only one that sticks out to my mind. Too. Um, but yeah, I just, I didn't really want to have sex with him again afterwards. Mm-hmm. Did so they make up for it in other ways? Nope. No. Oh. Not Dude. at all. I, I think he was the worst I've ever had in like all the ways. And just not a good kisser, not a good fondler. Funny. Was this the same guy? <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> Are we Eskimo sisters? <laughs> just kidding. Tunnel buddies. Oh, tunnel buddies. Tunnel that's buddies. It. I haven't heard that one before. Tunnel buddies. So yeah, I don't. That's that's such a tough one. I think it's it's just a deal breaker for me. If if everything else was absolutely perfect. And his penis was still too small. I really like the dick. So I had, because when I had my hysterectomy, it was a vaginal hysterectomy. So I got to have the option of them tightening any type of 
um, oh. my vaginal opening. Um, and they underestimated my husband's size. <gasps> and it was quite painful. Oh, God. Like Did you have to go and have that fixed? months of being sexually active after it oh was no no we just slowly just kind of eased it into stretched it. again and so yeah it does stretch again but that was something that yeah i mean you can it can um be fixed for the on the female side yeah. you know if we really want to but again that's that's surgical intervention yeah. to be able to have that's a big um, fucking deal you're gonna marry that yeah. guy if you're getting yeah. surgery done hell yeah. yeah oh yeah oh god yeah um, so I don't know. Like, how do you still have that conversation though? You don't want to break mm-hmm. the guy. Mm-hmm. So what That's are things tough. that are like deal breakers that you would want to contact or contact, talk to somebody about, you know, I, yeah, size, but I honestly think you're going to find a different excuse to break up with that person. If that was such a big deal for you. Yeah. Like, would you bring up, oh, you have the worst breath I've ever had or, you know, like I've ever smelled. Like I had to yeah. have that conversation with somebody once i was mm-hmm. like i really like you as a person but i can't i can't deal with your halitosis yeah oh geez and it, it was ter- like it was terrible having to have that conversation because i adored this guy yeah in other ways but uh, i don't know how would you want someone to approach you with that um because i feel like everyone can have bad breath Maybe just not know about it. That's better than <laughs> saying size or something, you know. But yeah. Kind of like a body issue. I mean, it's going to hurt, but I'd want to know. Yeah, I'd yeah. want to know. Tell me the truth. Dude, I am a chronic gum chewer. Yeah, um, and I used to be before I started this diet that I've been on. Oh, yeah. And, so, and mm. this diet makes my breath horrible all the time. Mm. <laughs> and so, yeah, there's, there's, well, not horrible. It can be horrible, I guess I should say. Well, you're just paranoid about all the I'm time. I'm paranoid about it all the I, time. I'm like, whoa, you're in my fucking bubble. Not because you're standing too close to me, but I'm worried you're smelling my breath. Yep. Hmm. Um, so, yeah, I've been there because I have, you know, been around people with horrendous breath. And yeah. I'm like, and smells are really, really big deal for me. Like, me they are huge too. turn on or turn off. Me really, too. really quick. Um, and so that would probably be something I would say. And I know I've actually given some feedback to my husband about it. You know, I'm like, hey do you mind, you know, just brushing your teeth before we kiss or something? And it's not nice. It doesn't feel good. I, I, I always mean, make a joke of it. Like, the I'll, nicest way I'll, to put it. I'll be like, um, I'll say something like, so have you been like licking any goat's asses lately? Or is there <laughs> anything you want to tell me you've been up to? And then he knows. Gotcha. Yeah. I've yeah. never, I've never really felt bad about like, if it's not a chronic issue, mm-hmm. it's just a one off. I've never had a problem being like, Hey, Right. It's when it's a chronic problem that that's when it gets really uncomfortable. Yeah. Because, like, yeah. I can put up with it for a night, but if it's every time. Well, and I've been I've been sent to the bathroom, like, hey, before we continue on, go brush your teeth. It's sure. distracting. Yeah. Yeah. Well, oh, yeah. I, yeah, like, I won't. Yeah, if it's point. a partner that I've been with for a while, I have no problem telling them to go fix it. Because I expect them to do the don't? same to me. What if they don't? What if they don't fix it? Yeah, like okay, let's say you I know. I wouldn't it's call just, him a partner at that what point. What if it's body I mean, hair? That's, that's not someone who's playing along. What if it's a guy who really likes a girl clean shaven, and mm-hmm. she just doesn't like it? It's uncomfortable, you know. Razor burn, guys. Fucking, I hate shaving, but I hate hair as well. So it's like a. So anyway, so let's say that's a deal breaker for the guy. Yeah. And he's asking, you know, or even girl, whatever, and asking this person to shave 
please shave. I like, I like it smooth. Like that's really a turn on. I really don't like the stubble. It's kind of like it's a turn off for them. Mm-hmm. And that other partner is just like, no, it's so much work. It hurts me. Where do you find that? So I think this um, really speaks to like what kind of caliber partner mm-hmm. <laughs> do you have in your life? You know, like I wouldn't want a partner that can't take criticism. Mm -hmm. I also wouldn't want a partner that would be selfish enough to ask me to shave down there completely if it gave me any kind of pain. Yeah. You know, which it does. Like I have, I get horrible razor burn and it's just like sex hurts. Speaking of shaving and razor burn, I've got good news. The uh, esthetician that I go to, who I'll be seeing at the end of this week. Your manscaper. I'm going to ask her if it's okay to call her that. Uh, She's (laughs) agreed to come on the show. I'm I'm really excited. I have so many questions. I have a lot of questions. I have a lot of body hair. I'm going to have to. (laughs) (laughs) That's why I have a lot of questions. I mean, I've I've, I've been pretty straight up with her in some of our, some of our sessions. I'm excited. Yeah. She's, she's awesome people. Nice. So, so Brady, how about you? Answer Mariah's question. I mean, to answer that, I mean, I got to be honest with you. Like if, um, you know, if there's something that I really enjoy with Jamie and um, she's like, look, man, not doing it. I don't like it. It whatever. Um, for me, I mean, some sometimes I put it aside. Some things are super important, I guess. I mean, if it, if it was really. I mean, when it comes to something like hair removal, mm-hmm. there's other technologies. Yeah. You don't want to shave. That's fine. Can we work out some kind of a chemical treatment? You get some clippers. Um if it's something that's unchangeable, I don't know. I probably wouldn't get to a point where I was in a serious relationship. Yeah. Pamela mentioned uh, the guy with the tiny penis being a terrible kisser. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't have made it past making out. Yeah. Yeah. Well, let's just be clear. I'm a slut. So. Well, <laughs> I, and I don't mean any, I don't mean anything bad by that either. Please, yeah, please don't take it that way. I'm just I'm just um, I feel like I can tell a lot about how we're going to get together. By how oh, we kiss. Yeah. Well, I did learn that lesson from that guy. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Well, and sometimes you need that. Yeah. The lesson yeah. learned. I mean, I'm just wondering because what if somebody's like, okay, this kind of bugs me, mm-hmm. but it's not a deal breaker. But then it just keeps eating at them yeah. year after year after year. If you hear the same thing over and over again from your husband and he's being gently probing about it, yeah. what, what do you do? If you're hearing the same thing over and over again. I don't think we've gotten to that point. So something <laughs> Jamie probably hears from me over and over again is we've spent a lot of money on sex toys and we're not using them. Gotcha. Mm. And that irritates me. There's a house payment sitting in that box. <laughs> right? Which and easily can be done. Some of those are pricey. Yeah. yeah. I'm not saying that there's a lot of toys. I'm just saying, you know, they are expensive. But it's as I kind of like, hey, when are we going to, when are we going to, mm-hmm. when are we going to. Then eventually you just got to be like, God, you know what? He's right. I got to like, I got to do something. About it. Like, let's get, get the box out. And and sometimes approaching it in a different angle. Yeah. You know, um, just laying on the bed with a fistful of toys. Yeah. Say, pick one, baby. Yeah, because don't, you know. Oh, maybe I should be getting out, out the box. You know, I always feel like I'm pressuring when I do that. Maybe that's my problem. Well, why don't you get out the box to use on you? There are lots of ways to use vibrators and other sex toys. Just ask, ask her to nipple use them clamps. You. Men have nipples, Fuck too. Yeah. I'm Fuck just yeah. kidding. <laughs> I don't get anything but from them. 
just pulling just, up just some random. Just just to kind of just to kind of you know preface the toy episode. I don't get anything out of nipple clamps, but I did buy a no, penis bump to. just for the show. I'm so excited to hear about yeah. it. As um, am I. I'm, yeah, I'm branching out with my toy toys. <laughs> so. It sounded like you're quite a bit. Quite a bit, yeah. actually, recently. Buying yeah. quite a few things. Yeah, so, but I think that to answer your question, like, don't, um, don't keep trying the same thing and expect a different result. Yeah. yeah, right. Yeah, you can approach it different ways. And again, a lot of times what speaks louder than anything else is positive feedback. Yeah. You know, and it's just like, oh, I love when you're clean shaven. That feels so good. I love to fuck you when it's oh, like, yeah. you know, positive, like that. Positive feedback. Anything um, like that, you know, and I really try because um, I am kind of pickier, especially with like hygiene and, um, you know, again, smells, uh, clean sheets. Just I'm a picky fucking asshole. I'm not <laughs> I'm totally going to own that. And so I was not having luck and I was getting super frustrated about certain things because I was I felt like it was just always negative. Like, oh, can we please change the sheets after, you know, mm-hmm. they're a mess. I don't want crusty sheets or anything, you know, instead of saying like, oh, and when I get into bed, oh, I love the clean the smell fresh, of like yeah. fresh linen, whatever it is, you know. Um, and so I've kind of had to change my tune with a few things because I've noticed I was not getting anywhere and it was just a negative um, conversation every time and it was just yeah. you know oh you you know we had fun but you can do better like I, that's what the bitter oh, taste was fuck. it was like yeah, an aftertaste I yeah I think that you know if you are a really particular person that you need to take responsibility for mm-hmm. all of that right you need to be fucking changing the sheets and oh yeah oh yeah you know, there's there's other that. things that are you know not my responsibility and I'm not going to bring any specifics sure. because um you know, hurt feelings are a thing. Yeah. And I don't want to bring that in, but. Positive you know. positive reinforcement makes a big difference, though. It does. When, when you positive re- reinforce good behavior. I think I've gotten like a 33% increase in blowjobs over the over the span of my life mm-hmm. from positive reinforcement. Yeah. Yeah. I would totally say not. God, you look so gorgeous doing that. You're so good at that. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, there's nothing sexier or whatever, you know, instead of saying, like, it's been, like, this long since I've had a blowjob. I can't remember the last time I've had a blowjob. The last thing on my mind after someone has said that is, ooh, let, let me, me give you give a blowjob. You no, you're figuring out where their jugular is at that point. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Truth. But, yeah, I mean, there's, there's good ways and bad ways to approach things in communication. And I feel like everything we've said is just kind of an all-around way to communicate with anyone about anything um i would say if you're in the heat of the moment with somebody and you really want them to do what they just did or you really don't want them to do what they just did just say oh you know like let's try this other thing change the subject if you didn't like something if they continue to do it then you need to address it i would say you know like please don't put your finger in my bum is it kind (laughs) of a is it kind of a lean into it when it feels good and pull away when it yeah, and it's not good. Yeah, and if you can't read that body language, um, you know, then address it maybe after, because mm-hmm. addressing it during will totally kill the mood and maybe even shut it down for some time as well. Um, but just saying after, like, hey, you know, not my fave. Yeah, like let's let's maybe not do that again. And there was a new toy again. Like I said, I've been playing with some new toys, and I was just kind of like. 
<laughs> I just kind of did this weird like eh, like like a slow mo pull away from it. Because <laughs> like yeah, nope, 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 didn't like it. Didn't, nope, nope. Um, I can't wait to put this on video. That people are gonna love your facial expressions. <laughs> You're hilarious. That is like ninety nine percent of my communication. It's <laughs> my facial expression. That is another thing. You, I truly can't hide anything oh, yeah. because of my facial expressions. Mm-hmm. If I don't like you, you will know. <laughs> if I do like you, you will know. I just, I, I mean, like honestly, you can tell the aroma in the room by the face that I'm wearing usually mm. like if I'm yeah. like go in like what is that a smell or mm, you know I don't know it's just yep my facial expressions are quite <laughs> apparent <laughs> yeah which I, I think brings us to like pay attention like mm-hmm. pay really fucking close attention to yeah, your we partner all have, yeah we all have to take a little responsibility right yeah you know listen a little better I know I'm listen just probably listen more what than I'm, you yeah. Saying and I, and that was the homework for Mandy, you know. Yeah. That was the extra credit, right? I missed that. It was. Andy, come back. I have a lot of questions, and I can't wait to have this conversation <laughs> with you. Andy will come back. Yeah. And and please, tell me how Tomb Raider's going. <laughs> All the game, the video yeah. game. Yeah. <laughs> I haven't played it yet. I've got Red Dead Redemption, so maybe we need to hook up. And talk <laughs> talk. Just let's talk about games for a little bit. And then I've got a lot of questions. I love it. I don't know why I stared at you so hard. I gave you like a death glare. <laughs> I don't have the answers. Andy has the answers. Yeah. Um, m- more than I do. I wouldn't say all the answers, but definitely more educated in that area than I am. Communicate. Don't be afraid to be able to talk. Mm-hmm. Um, I think if you're continually shut down, maybe you're with the wrong person. Yes. Speak up for yourself, but also be willing to listen. Yeah, yeah, and 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 really attempt to listen to someone without judgment. It's a huge skill that can take you very, very far in life. Just to be able to listen without ready for a rebuttal, mm-hmm. without getting defensive, without even um, having a reply. Just listening and saying, "I thank you for telling me that." Yeah, I love that you brought up that it's a skill. Don't go into this trying to open up with your partner for the first time <laughs> and expect have any expectations really mm-hmm. but but definitely don't script the conversation in your head how it's going to go before it happens mm-hmm. because this is just like anything else you have to get a lot of practice in before you're going to be good at it yeah and you know as much as like text messaging can be taken the wrong way it also can be used as an as another tool you know you can play the question game um, but as soon as you start seeing that it's not being taken the right way, back the fuck off. Yeah, and it shouldn't be your only form of no, communication. No, 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 no. But yes, like it just use it as a tool. Don't overuse it. Don't underuse it either. You know, just sometimes just I really like the freedom of being able to um, because anomic aphasia is anomic a thing. Aphasia. <laughs> um, be able to articulate something that is hard or heavy for me to say but again my spouse and I have opened that type of communication up to some of those things hey I just wanted to say yada 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 um I'd love to talk more about it tonight I really just wanted to get that out right now and never expecting it to be an instantaneous reply because again this is text messages usually like when someone's at work or whatever they have work to do I can never like drop a fucking bomb over text 
but like yeah. oh you know hey when you get a second you know tell me what you think about this yeah just something and you can preface it like that but it's it's kind of a fun safe way again if it's used the right way and it's practice and you know both and of you might not be equal texters and that's fine we all appreciate having a moment to gather our thoughts sometimes and not have yeah. to give a response right away don't yeah. have to have anomic aphasia <laughs> <laughs> to want that. So. I can't wait to tell you the spokesperson for the new anomic aphasia medication. <laughs> it's going to be so cool. But thanks for listening. Thanks for communicating with me today, Pamela thank and you Brady. For, thank you for communicating with me, Mariah. Mm-hmm. You guys are awesome. I They're enjoy it. Out of you. I will um, do my very best to recover that show. And I want to apologize to the listeners for that. But if uh, worst case scenario, I'll throw a pizza party and we got to re-record. Oh. <gasps> I'll, I'll make it worth that's excellent make could it you, worth everybody's time could you order some pizza for me with um, no crust and no cheese mm. because the only thing I can eat are tomatoes let's we'll have to figure this out <laughs> yeah, you like sushi? Like, can you eat sushi? <laughs> I can eat sushi? I can eat sushi but not rice oh god <laughs> sashimi anyone? sashimi uh, sake no it's okay I'll, I'll be off this diet in another month so we'll Perfect. have pizza then sweet love it mm-hmm. um you know just follow us subscribe we've got lots of goodies coming mm-hmm. we have all sorts of wonderful things that are coming towards you know people who want to uh, um support us yeah and or we get a little you. more content so we're, yeah. we're looking at ways we can provide more fun content more varied content for you um so but we're definitely not just voices that's right um, we definitely do want you to slide into our DMs at salty sex cast. Yeah, that's right. At gmail.com. And follow us on Twitter and subscribe to this amazing fucking podcast that we're creating. And um, yeah, just let us know what you like, what you don't like, what you want us to change. We'd love to hear from you. It's really fun when we get to hear from a lot of people. We have a lot of good questions coming in, which really spurs ideas for new episodes and stuff. I mean, again, we have this huge long list of episode um, ideas. Episode ideas. Mm-hmm. Um, we're getting there. Um, we wish we could do this all day, every day, and it still wouldn't be enough. <laughs> but, you know, we'll give you your weekly nugget of, of salty, sexy, lovely things. Yeah. <laughs> Mariah wants to get paid to talk. <laughs> Sure. I'll never say no. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Well, stay sexy. Yeah. And salty. We'll see you guys next time. Bye. Bye. Yeah. And what's puberty? Puberty? Well, puberty's a lot of things. Here's the piece. When you hear about it first, it sounds very strange. Oh, if it really bothers you, you should see a doctor. Then at puberty, certain glands begin to work and our bodies begin to change. It enlarges the penis itself. And there's a center opening between those two, which is called the vagina. The sex education you wish you had in high school. Maybe a diagram will help.